Make us a favorite button on your browser. It's sending a transmission of some kind. TalkZone.com, your first choice for talk on the Internet. Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Do welcome you in our debut show here on the TalkZone.com. It's the Big Dog and the Coach, two guys and a mic. Our first show, and Joe, I told you about 20 minutes ago, three years from now, when we are famous and world-renowned, we will look back to this day number one. So you better be good. This show will be in the archives forever. I could really care less, Coach, about the famous and world-renowned or renowned or whatever you want to call it. I just want to be able to feed myself. That's good enough. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Speaking of feeding yourself before we get into sports action, over the weekend, Halloween weekend, hopefully you uh, got visited by many little uh, youngsters over the weekend. And did you don a bag and maybe bring a couple pounds of candy back? Uh, no, I really wish I could have, but uh, I can get into the trick-or-treating later. But I, we only had like three or four groups of kids actually come to the house. I was giving out handfuls to mm-hmm. these kids. Seriously, the, I was like, could you go around the corner and come back so I can get rid of this candy? I don't need all these cavities. Did the fact the sign warning restraining order on the corner of your lawn that might have had a slight effect on the number of kids visiting your house? Uh, yeah, and the fact that maybe I, we have like 20 cars in the parking lot <laughs> and half of them are upside down in, in the front yard. It, it's pretty bad. It's pretty oh, bad. We have the hillbilly goodness. hot tub in the backyard. Absolutely. Well, we had, we had I think uh, our neighbors, a couple of kids brought back 45-pound bag of candy. 45 pounds, a couple of high school kids driving around, like at 9 o'clock at night. First of all, all the trick-or-treating is done now, what, like 6 o'clock? I'm not exactly sure what the rules are. I was told in in Kane County, where I have to fly in from every day, that it's 5 to 7. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. That made no sense to me, but that's the only time they came. Well, in our town, it was 3 to 7. I think everywhere across our fine nation here listening on TalkZone.com. By the way, this show could be heard internationally, I believe, in seven different continents. And also, we are being heard in nearby Naperville. Yeah, I do. We're definitely being heard in Vietnam (laughs) and Korea also, believe it or not. Beautiful. I don't know if they were trick-or-treating in Vietnam or Korea or South Africa, but it was like 3 to 7 in our neighborhood and most of the kids are out there like at 3.30, 4 o'clock in bright sunshine trick-or-treating. Uh, maybe old school, Big Dog. And I, I know you can't this, go out now like at 10 o'clock because of, uh, you know, danger situation. But come on. At least wait till it gets a little bit dark so we get the true meaning of trick-or-treating. Uh, there's there's no problem with actually, you know, going out at that particular time. Like, really? Yeah, if you're 6 or 7 and you're out with your parents, you know, the, you know, the guy yeah. takes, you know, dad takes half day of work off so he can... You know, walk well, his kid around on a Friday and actually get home at 7 so we can start drinking. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but this so. year, I need to remind you, Halloween did fall on a oh, Saturday. Saturday. Oh, yeah, good so point. The, it should have been earlier. No, there's no nothing wrong with uh, trick-or-treating during the day. There's probably a lot less uh, really? snatching of bags and uh, breaking yeah. of pumpkins mm-hmm. at, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon as there is at 7 p.m. at night. Really? Nothing wrong with trick-or-treating during the day. So no, I, I think I that's, have... that's softening up the youth of uh, America. Wait till it's dark out there at least a little bit. Get them out there and then, you know, a little bit of the spirit Stop of Halloween. What's wrong? It's not like they're only going to trick or treat for two hours. So instead of the two hours, they're going to be out there for five. That's no, how you get they don't 45. do that. I'm telling you. You mean the, 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 these kids don't done. suck it up? 
done. We had steady visitors from four to six. I'm thinking, yeah, we're gonna, you know, for once the bowl we won't be filled. My kids come back home. We'll get rid of all the candy. Six thirty hit. Six thirty done. Fini. That was the end. Uh, no more trick or treaters. I can't explain. Five hours. You know, some years I, in the same neighborhood, I, we get like hundreds of kids, and like this, legitimately, we only mm-hmm. had like fifteen kids all night come up to the come up to the house. So yeah, well, I, I can't explain that, but I can't. If you're if you're too soft to actually trick or treat for, you can't do it for more than two hours. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't need to eat that candy, and, and you need the exercise. <laughs> you know, if you can actually walk around for five or six hours and collect forty five pounds of candy, you probably can. You know, have you know, eat that over a course of a couple weeks, and that. You know, get too fat off it. You understand what I'm saying, but ladies and gentlemen, just a little bit of the wisdom that you will be hearing every 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock Central Time on the TalkZone.com. It's the Big Dog Joel Radwanski. I am the coach John Cohn, and we are doing a show called Two Guys and a Mic. It will be a mid-morning sports report. We'll talk sports and more here on this fine show. We do have a phone number where people can call in and get a hold of us. 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. People can also email us at Mike2Guys. Now, Mike spelled M-I-C, the two, the number two guys at AOL.com. We tried to get the two guys in a Mike email address, but uh, unavailable. So it's Mike2Guys at AOL. You can email us. We'll read your comments out. Over the air, we had NFL football yesterday, Big Dog, and... An event called the World Series ongoing. Uh, the World Series disappointing for the fact it looks like it could be ended tonight unless Cliff Lee is absolutely phenomenal. I was really hoping for a seven-game series here, but the, the Yankees have played well. They've overcome mistakes uh, that they've made earlier in games. and mm-hmm. uh, It's uh, the one night of the whole uh, football season that there isn't Sunday night football. It's whenever they have the first Sunday night of uh of, now of you the tell World me. Series. Now oh, you, you tell me. I swear to you, I spent I spent fifteen. They do this minutes. every year, by the way. I spent <laughs> I spent fifteen <laughs> minutes last night looking for the game. I'm on Channel Five. I'm on NBC and ABC, a CBS, a TNT, an NCAA, an RIE, REI, a TWX. I was everywhere. No game to be found, and now you're telling me there was no Sunday night football. Uh, there was no Sunday night football, uh. Coach. And, and to be honest with you, that will continue. That, that for the next 100 years that ESPN is, is doing – or what? no, it's actually NBC. They, ha- they, haven't, uh, they haven't had the first Sunday of the World okay. Series. They never compete with right. football. Well, it's one of those great traditions, one of many great traditions that I'm probably oblivious to. Thank now, you very much. If there was a game seven on Sunday night, then uh, – Trust me that there would be there would still be a football game. Mm-hmm. Yankees win, they go up three one. They won both in Philadelphia, right over the weekend. Uh, yeah, they won the first two in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, Philly took uh, took game one uh, by Cliff Lee, and it looked like you know they can take command. And the Yankees fought back in game two, and the the, the basically the, the Yankees have busted out the bats in games three and mm-hmm. four in, in uh, Philadelphia. Seven to four victory yesterday. Brand Lidge on the mound. They were worried about the closing situation for the Philadelphia Phillies, and they were worried. For good reason. First, they got a dramatic homer right in the uh, bottom of the eighth after Jabba Chamberlain was just mowing down the hitters. He looked like he was going to strike yes, out the side. Yes. He ended out striking out the side, but uh, was it Ruiz? Uh, it was either Ruiz or Feliz. And I was, uh, Feliz. Feliz. Maybe Pedro it's the same Feliz, guy. Ruiz? Or is it Feliz Ruiz? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. A great home run by Feliz Ruiz, who just jacked the Jabba Chamberlain fastball. By the way, Jabba Chamberlain, he can throw it. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about that. How but that the he... faster it comes in, the faster it goes out. And that's what uh, Pedro Feliz uh, Samoa 
Martinez Rodriguez's home run went out of the park awfully quick. Uh, uh, Jabba or Joba, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> you know, they messed with this guy's head. You know, the whole season the other he's got start. a big head, by the way. Yeah, a gigantic. That's a head. lot to mess with. Uh, a very, very, he's rotund in, huh? in some way. For for 22, 23 year olds, he's one of those kids that can probably only trick or treat for an hour and forty five minutes. That is the <laughs> okay. That's the third largest sports head I've ever seen. I think no, second, are you st- no, no, I can think of, that's well, a big head. Me, There's no doubt about it, but there's would bigger be heads. David Big Poppy Ortiz, and first would be, and many of our listeners not aware of, but local Chicago broadcaster Daniel Jiggets, ex-Chicago Bear offensive lineman. Well, if you could, if you count the jowls on Jiggets, you're yes. right. Okay, <laughs> but uh, Barry Bonds has got to be in the discussion. Barry Bonds' head is it balloons compared to Jabba Chamberlain, really. And Jabba's got a big cranium. There's no doubt about it. That's one big head of lettuce up there. <laughs> all right, but you were going to say before I got uh, all surmised by the size of the head of Jabba Chamberlain, you were talking about the fact how uh, well his fastball was moving yesterday. Oh, no, it just, it's one of, he throws 95, 96. But, you know, all year long they're like, oh, we're going to baby you, and they coddle him all year long, and then all of a sudden they pull him out of the rotation, and, you know, two weeks before the season's over, they're like, oh, be our eighth inning guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's they've put him in a pretty tough situation. So I'm not about to like rip on the guy and says he's a bum and say he's a bum just because he's had a bad postseason. Any of our listeners, you watch the World Series, you want to comment on it? I guess question one is: Is anybody outside of Philadelphia or New York watching the World Series? I'd love to hear from a listener not in Philadelphia, not in New York, watching the World Series with some comments. Uh, certainly in the Chicago area where we are, big dog, a clear. Lack of interest oh, well, in the World Series. It's really too bad because this is a two, the two best teams in baseball are playing. And if you're a yep. baseball fan, yep. I, I know if your team isn't in it, there's always some sense of disappointment. But I don't know if anybody was listening to our program that we had on before this particular one. I don't want to allude to it too much. I gave up on the Cubs season in March yes. after I looked at the, the, the composition of their roster. Mm-hmm. It's funny because this year I'm really watching the World Series. I'm excited to see the games. And last year, the World Series... And it had nothing to do with Tampa Bay or Philadelphia because I can I don't care where you're from I, if you have a good baseball team I can watch it but mm-hmm. think I thought the Cubs had the best team in baseball last year and then when you get knocked out of the playoffs it's harder when your team gets knocked out it's a lot harder to watch when you realize in March that your team is going to have a very disappointing season it's a little bit easier to uh, when October comes around when your team isn't in it see what I'm saying coach spoken like a true Chicago Cubs fan in full backpedal motion nicely done 888-463-6748 if you want to check in talk some World Series baseball we'll get to the NFL football round them up wrap them up in just a little bit don't forget you can email us also at mike2guys at aol.com that's m-i-c and the number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Feel free to send us emails. Big Dog, a great at-bat yesterday. A big-time major league at-bat that I think won on the game by Johnny Damon. That oh. was the at-bat of the game. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and Johnny Damon has to do that type of stuff, Coach, quite simply, for one simple fact. He's horrible defensively. You know, there, there are some players, you know, like uh, Feliz or Ruiz, whoever hit the home run. <laughs> I, uh, they get great defense out of those guys. Ruiz, uh, catcher, Fluez, Feliz at third base. Johnny Damon right now is in the bottom 10% for defensive left fielders. Mm-hmm. He He's bad. And there was one time when he was a pretty decent center fielder. Those guys, days are long gone because he's out there in left field and, and he, you know, he botches throws, uh, misplays fly balls. So he's got to produce on the offensive yeah. end. And, well, he did. Yeah. In a clutch situation, two out of bat. He kept fouling off a couple mm-hmm. of big, uh, Two strike pitches, and then uh, was two outs, right? Yes, sir. Two outs, got the base hit to left field, and then 
Stole a second base on the first pitch. Yes, yes. On the first pitch, that was Brad Lidge pitching at the time? Yes, it was. And and what was beautiful was Teixeira was up to bat, right, Mark? Teixeira. Yes. Teixeira. And they had the Teixeira shift on. So Damon steals second base and immediately, immediately gets up and starts running to third. And when this happens, everybody in our yes. house, including myself, and I think I'm pretty astute, but for that split second, yep. I'm like, the ball didn't go into center field. What are you doing? Yeah. And then I realized right when Cano took the two steps and dropped his arms to his side, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. The shift was on. Mm-hmm. Great, great play. And it's one that more players should do. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's funny that in that particular situation, it, it ends up being – it caused you know, that ended up being – a dramatic for the simple fact did you see bobby valentine go off uh on uh on baseball tonight on espn last night over the situation not. well brad lidge was afraid to throw the slider Are you talking japanese or uh, english uh da okay well uh, i'm not sure to be quite honest with you i, I try to I, I know both languages coach and okay. I, I think in both well he uh it starts talking about how lidge won't throw the slider because he's afraid the catcher won't catch it. You right. know, so and then they, obviously they they started hitting mm-hmm. him because he wasn't throwing his best pitch, which is a, sli- is a slider. So that that the fact that Damon took third base was dramatic and it got oh. him more runs. And who knows how Philadelphia responds in the in the bottom of the inning if they only need one run as opposed to three. But then but again, I, I Rivera the, was on the mound. I didn't see the Bobby Valentine uh, tirade or emotional. I mean, first whatever, he was really upset about it. This is the big leagues. Well, but that's good you know? insight into the game that a yes. lot of normal fans would not have. There's a situation Damon steals third base, but beyond that, now your pitcher out of the mound doesn't want to throw. I'm assuming this is what you and or Bobby Valentine was alluding to. Yes. He doesn't want to throw his best pitch for because fear it's, of. It's harder to catch. It might get away, and you don't want a cheap run to come in. So now the batter knows he might not throw the slider, the fastball going to be coming, and it was an easier at bat for the next hitter who was a, a gentleman known as Alex Rodriguez. No, well, Mark Teixeira. Well, Teixeira well, got yeah, hit. Then, and then Rodriguez, exactly. yeah. then Rodriguez came in and, and, yeah. and drilled a double down the line, which was just an, an absolute rocket. But that's some of the subtleties and intricacies of baseball that uh, I don't always have a clue on. Guys like you that follow the game on a regular basis and new listeners. new Here I am, new listeners to the program. Yeah, well, everybody's as, as a new listener. Old. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, my partner, the big dog, Joel Redwanski, as astute in the fine sport of football and baseball and midget tossing. Well, that too. That's a close. Anyway, and, and and plus, if you need to find uh, like uh, an underground midget tossing uh, like like sect Shh. or group, are we supposed to say this? I didn't know there was an overground midget tossing. Well, it's, league, it's but... been banned. It okay. was banned in America in, in, in 1991. All so right. I was able to see the last midget tossing right. contest. Was at, Mike, in, at, Michael Vick was not a sponsor, was it? No, he was not a sponsor okay. back then. He was just a wee child at that time. <laughs> at that time. <laughs> Oh, goodness. 888-463-6748. The phone number here. Big dog, Joel Redwanski, the coach. John Cohn talking some sports here. Mid-morning sports report. We'll be on thetalkzone.com every weekday from 10 to 11 o'clock. I guess we got to say central time, right? Yes, we do. Even though, yeah, this is, uh, I guess. I'm not good on time zones, big dog, but that would mean we're out east at uh, 11 o'clock. So we could be a lunchtime show out east. And then for the people out west on the west coast. We become a breakfast show, and our previous show we always advertised ourselves as America's number one breakfast show. As long as you're not eating breakfast in America. Yeah. We don't recommend eating during our show, and that'll probably come up over the course of the time. Uh, without question. We'll try to avoid that. Coach. Yeah. <laughs> now, and our phone number is 888. Yes. 463-6748, or if you like uh, catchy little word things, which always confuse me when I hear phone numbers, 888, go for it. Go for it.
See, which sounds really cool, but then you try to go for it on your phone, like what number's the G, what number's the O, what number's the F. And so it's much easier. 463 6748. Uh, what, what makes it even uh, worse is the fact that most people, if you have a PDA, they don't have the, the numbers anymore, like the ABC under two and like the DFG under, have, under three. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, Basically, what I'm saying is, if you have a Palm Pilot, you can't. Yes. If we said go for it, if people would not know what particular numbers to dial unless they had it memorized in their head. Okay. Okay, we're just. We're, I'm losing <laughs> you here, Coach. Anything that has anything to do with technology, I'm even learning. as simple as I'm a learning. keypad. Yes. You know, could you notice like if you have a normal phone, the one doesn't have any numbers on or letters under it, but two has the ABC. I I've gotten that far on it. Yes. So like, I am getting pretty good at texting now. You'll be very happy. Well, I just want to let you know, if you have a like a phone that has like computer access on it and you have a regular okay. pad, mm-hmm. you won't you won't know what the heck we're talking about. Okay. I still got the old fashioned cell phone. I have not entered the Palm Pilot or the handheld generation. It, that would definitely be a waste of a phone on you, without question. Actually, I didn't enter the handheld generation as a young teenager, but back then there was no internet access. Uh, I'm exactly, I'm with you, Coach. You, you had to wait once a month and go down to the to the store with a handful like nickels. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Not too loud. By the way, our producer on the show, we want to welcome him in, David Olson, going to be our regular producer on this fine show, Big Dog. We'll uh, be happy to work with him. Dave, you want to say any words to the fine fans out there? No, not really. Hopefully somebody heard that because I certainly didn't. Yeah, we did not. We still have the little bugs working. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, people have to know that we're exactly, we're pretty laid back, Coach. We, we don't get too fired up. We don't get too anxious about something. But uh-huh. we thought we were on air when it was about 9.55. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't too nice at the studio. That we was had, pretty fun. We had a tremendous first three minutes of the show, unfortunately, we were not on the sh- on the air, and the yeah. show had not actually begun. Yeah, but I'm telling you, those first three minutes were, were great drama. Uh, Riveting radio. Uh, until Dave came in and was like, hey, you two morons aren't on. <laughs> and this is the truth. We're not making that up. And luckily, no, luckily that not. part was not on. So sadly not. Uh, all right, we're going to go out to the phone lines here, check in with a phone call, and then we got to take a quick break. Let's go out to line 47, checking in. It's caller James on line 47. James, how are you? Good. How you doing? We are doing outstanding. First 46 callers dropped off. We're right on you, my friend. Well, you know, they're the best for last, right? Beautiful. Where are you calling from, James? My house here in Naperville. Oh, that's that's beautiful. What, what do you got for us? You know, you are the first caller ever in the history of two guys and a mic, so I don't want to, like, make you, <laughs> you know, feel any pressure or anything like that. 14 Pro Bowls, first caller. You know, I've got records to break. <laughs> Naperville, Illinois, check it in. James, you talk a World Series NFL football, or do you just want to congratulate Big Dog on his new gig? Uh, you know, I just want to congratulate him on his new gig. Uh, I, uh, I'll give him a hug later when we when I see him, but, you know, good to hear you guys back on the air again. Yeah, it, it, it is good to be on the air, to be quite honest with you. I, I was a little worried about that, but, uh, you know, for the people that used to listen to us on the morning break, please come along, tell all your friends, and uh, things are going to work out pretty well here. We Coach, did a show, sure. just to you know, remember now, we're being heard uh, across the Internet here. We did a show in Chicago called The Morning Break. It was on our radio station, WSBC. We did that uh, close to eight years, Big Dog. The yes. two of us, we've been off for about a month, but back on the talk zone. And, James, you were a listener to our morning break show, correct? I was also actually in studio with you, Coach. Really? Yes, Coach. This is James from Seattle via Hawaii. Ah, 
Ah, it's James from Seattle via Hawaii. I still have no idea. When yeah, did he come and, in? And if you remember, he was, was he my chauffeur. Because you yeah. know my memory is not good. Uh, he was my personal chauffeur for a while. Do you remember, Coach? This is not a guy named Frank. I remember a guy named Frank. Yes, yes. James but, was your personal chauffeur. Because, you know, I do live the life of luxury, Coach. And, and, and since I don't have my own car, I actually the, they would drive me in the BMW convertible to the show. You don't remember this? Don't I remember worry, the Playboy Playmate that came in a couple Chris. of weeks. What's that, James? We had bodyguard Chris in the studio with us. Ah, now it's all coming back. Now it's all Is coming it? back. Beautiful. Hey, James, did you watch uh, World Series more under the NFL football, or have you turned sports off for a while? Uh, I watched a little bit of the World Series, but I I hate the Yankees, and, I mean, I can't really stand looking at them, even on television, so... Why the why the hate for the Yankees? See, I, I've never gotten that really. Why so many people hate the Yankees? Is is it just they're because like, they're like the private school that scouts all the good kids? You know, with the rich parents, like you get good jerseys mm-hmm. and good yeah. talent. I can I can relate to that. Bankroll. Yeah, but you know, Try, I mean, look at the Expos. Bu- they buy them. Like that. Trying to buy themselves a championship at times. I can. I don't know if I've ever hit hatred, but I've clearly rooted against the New York Yankees. On the other hand, Big Dog, they have had players over the years that at times are a little bit hard to root against, too, and including this year's team. You know, guys like Derek Jeter, and I even still like, you know, Alex Rodriguez, Mark Teixeira, Jorge oh, Posada, well. for the most part, uh, they're not unlikable guys, right? Oh, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, I mean I, some would say maybe A-Rod. I still think A-Rod's pretty, despite all the things that happened, still pretty cool guy. Not an obnoxious. A-Rod's coming to the re- realization that maybe he's not, you know, the be-all, end-all. You know what I mean? He seems to be, and he seems more relaxed in yes. some weird way. And I love Derek Jeter. Just quite yep. simply, a lot of people have. So does the said, camera, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah they Jeez, just, they're all over him. Fox Sports, come on. But you know what? He's he's our Joe DiMaggio of our generation. And no, no matter what anybody says about it, if you th- I've heard so many people, oh, he's not that good. He's overrated. You know, he's got a 315 career batting average. He's going to end up with over 3,000 hits. He could possibly break Ricky Henderson's all-time run-scored record. I mean, it's not. Un- I mean, it's not unthinkable that he does it. So I've always thought he's kind of been an, an underrated player. But I, I, you know what it is? I, I think it's more Yankee fans and the Yankee organization sometimes with it. It's almost like it's like, oh, we're supposed to win and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I also hate the Yankee bashing. I don't want people bashing on the Yankees just because mm-hmm. they're right. the Yankees. Well, well, hey, hey, was the only four-letter word I could use in describing the Yankees <laughs> on there. We appreciate that, James. We won't want our fine producer Dave Olson to use the dump button on the first day. That would not be good. Uh, Good um, manners and oh hey we appreciate your checking in James you will go down in memory we will look back to this moment you were the first caller ever on the new two guys in a mic show I hope you're proud very much so coach beautiful thank you James James checking in at eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight we're gonna take a quick break big dog with your permission I don't even think I even have to ask oh I need we a break will, we will talk a little NFL football when we come back don't forget you can email us at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C, Mike, the number two. Guys at AOL.com. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute on the TalkZone.com. It's two guys and a mic.
time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. And we do want to mention this portion of Two Guys and a Mic brought to you by J.C. Sports and Tees in Northfield, Illinois. Check them out on their website, jcsports.com, for all your imprinted sportswear, advertising specialties, and more. It's the big dog and the coach here. Brand new debut show for Two Guys and a Mic. Big dog uh, was not the debut of the NFL yesterday. It was sort of the midway point. But some good ball games out there. We'll talk a little NFL football. You watched a game. You want to talk about your favorite team? We are right here for you. It's your mid-morning break sports report. You can email us, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. The phone number, 888-463-6748. By the way, before we recap uh, yesterday's games, dog, yes, a coach. pretty good Monday night football matchup on tonight. The Atlanta Falcon take on maybe the... Top team in football right now, your New Orleans Saints. And uh, the, this 2009 New Orleans Saints team reminds me a lot of the of the 99 Rams team, Coach, mm-hmm. where where the fact that they're the, this is unbelievable passing team, but if you look at it, they're one of the better running teams in all of the NFL, and their and their defense maybe it isn't one of those dominant, you know, we'll stop you all day long, beat you up defenses, but all they do is just take the ball away from you and score points too. So mm-hmm. it's like. If the if the Saints need a stop late in a game, so far they've gotten it. I don't know if you can really count on that, you know, down the line. But they definitely make a lot of plays defensive. They score touchdowns, they get sacks, they get interceptions. So uh, they're right now they're a lot of fun to watch, and they're taking on the Falcons, who who look who've got a really good offense. You're looking at this game. This could end up being uh, you know thirty five twenty eight, no problem tonight. Good. We'll see. Entertaining game to watch. Should be mm-hmm. a, a lot of fireworks, as you mentioned, from the offensive side of the football. What do you think, uh, real quick, on the Monday night announcing crew? Brand new this year, Ron Jaws Jaworski and John Gruden. I have not watched that much Monday night football. I don't know if I can fully make an analysis, but uh, your thoughts of the new announcing crew, Big Dog? You know, Jaworski, sometimes he gets a... He gets a little bit uh, bothersome because he just gets way too much into, like, the X's and O's uh, of football. You know what I mean? And sometimes I don't want to hear about it. And he's a little too stringent. I, I do like Chucky, and Mike Tirico is just absolutely fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. The quintessential pro. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. It, you know, and the, the stories about Tirico off-air are legendary. That's probably why I like him so much. Which is shocking. Yeah, yeah, because that, his on-air persona is straight, straight and in the box as you could call. By the rule, you're, you're not only yes. a guy that like does the like the play-by-play by the rules. You mm-hmm. ask him a rule in the rule book, he's like, "Oh yes, that is you know twenty-eight point four section B, mm-hmm. a paragraph subdivision," and he'll know all that stuff. And then you hear about him off-air, and my goodness, wow! wow. Lock up the women and children. <laughs> <laughs> I love my allegedly, Carico, right? Allegedly. allegedly. Absolutely. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but I, I, I will tell you this. I love Mike Tirico. Anytime he's calling a game, he used to mm-hmm. call like the Thursday night college football games and they, middle Tennessee state would be playing Troy and he'd be telling you a story about the backup tight end, you mm-hmm. know, and it would just like be a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. And, and while he's, he's like, uh, he was like a 28 year old version of, in, uh, in, uh, African American version of Vince Scully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, Vince Scully and that is legendary off the field. Smooth delivery. No, the Vince, uh, the, the Vince Scully you see on the cover is also the Vince Scully. You see inside the book. Not necessarily the same with Mike Tirico, but both outstanding announcers. All right, games from yesterday, uh, I guess the marquee game. The marquee game, Brett Favre returning to Green Bay. There were a lot of boos. There were a lot of cheers, too. I was glad to see at least some of the Packer fans remember what Brett Favre did for the franchise. But bottom line is, 
For the second time this season, dog, the Vikings defeat the Packers. Good comeback by Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers solid in the second half, but Favre, four touchdown passes. He's having an amazing year. Uh, having an absolutely amazing season. And to have a, a game like that where it seemed like his teammates really wanted to play well in, or, in order to make him look good. It was, as somebody who basically has had enough of Brett Favre and can't wait till his this particular so-called storybook ending comes to an end. I, I just, I'm so sick of this. I cannot believe as a diehard Chicago Bear fan that I am, I was rooting so hard for the Packers yesterday. A couple of reasons. First of all, the Bears need the Vikings to lose. And, mm-hmm. and secondly, it just it kind of, I hate the way he's gone about doing this. And the fact that he's rubbing it in people like me's face it's driving me crazy, Coach. The fact that he's actually having so much success and he's actually so freaking good in Minnesota is driving me nuts. Yeah, well, you say rubbing it in your face. He's not doing it necessarily verbally. He's handling it, I think, especially of late, pretty classically. What you're talking about is on the field, rubbing it in your face with his performance. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's He is proven every bit that he basically should have been able to go wherever he wanted to go mm-hmm. when he wanted to. Obviously, Green Bay should not have... Um, said, oh, no, you're going to compete for your job and all that. I still think Green Bay Packers made the right decision. I think Aaron Rodgers, no matter what Brett Favre is doing, Aaron Rodgers, an outstanding quarterback and a lot younger, they're going to get a lot more years out of him. So I do think, I think it was his time in Green Bay, and I think they made the right call there, especially with Favre, Hammond, and Haunt. You know what, Coach? I kept defending the Packers, and I kept saying they made the right decision. He should have been, he should have went back, been the starter. You know what? After looking about it, no, obviously that, I was wrong about that. And he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation, and if he wanted to stay there, he should have been able to stay. But who knows? Is that really what happened? Or did he really get out so he could end up in Minnesota in a better situation? Because if you look at both these teams, if you take the quarterback position out of both these teams, Minnesota is significantly stronger than Green Bay, and it was obvious last year that it was this way. So I'm going to continue with my Brett Favre bashing and hating for the simple fact I will assume he tried to get out of the situation in Green Bay, then blame the Green Bay management, and now has ended up in Minnesota and is wiping it in their face. And uh, You, my friend, have been reading way too many mystery novels. You're complicating too many things. No, no, no. no, I think you're giving Brett Favre way too much credit. It's not St. Favre. Okay, the guy actually, maybe he can be a jerk. Maybe there is some stuff about Brett Favre. You know, he isn't as the good old boy that we possibly think he is. Mm-hmm. And he maneuvered and manipulated his way to get out of Green Bay and into a better situation in Minnesota. Yeah, but I remind you, he didn't go to Minnesota. Yeah, because he went they to the New him. York Jets. So you're thinking like, oh, he's got two steps in advance. He's thinking down the road in a couple of years, the Minnesota Vikings are going to be this strong. That's the team I want to play for. And eventually I want to play for Minnesota, go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. That is my he, goal before I finally retire. Uh, let's face it. He was talking to Brad that Childress. And Kate Hudson. He, well, I think Kate Hudson is taken right now. And the fact that right now the operative word. I think one of the few people on the planet that can still stand him is his wife. So I really don't think he should cheat on that woman right now. And Green and, and Minnesota Viking fans right now. So that's pretty much the only people that can actually stand him. So uh, he probably shouldn't, you know, cut ties with that. Mm-hmm. And remember, all these people out here talk about how great he is. Remember, after Peyton Manning is done playing, he will break every single one of Brett Favre's records except for one most interceptions thrown in NFL history. That's the only record Brett Favre will hold. By the time this is uh, of of NFL records, by the time his career is done. By the way, if you could help me out, what did happen to Minnesota Viking head coach Brad Childress during the offseason? 
He was kidnapped by Tony Kornheiser, <laughs> and they've and now Tony Kornheiser is the coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Yes. It's an interesting look. One, he shrunk. Two, he lost weight. He didn't have a lot of weight to lose. And three, whatever hair was left on his head ended up on his beard. He is one of the more, and as a, a bald man, I can speak of this, you know, because it, it's like, you know, you can tell jokes depending on your race or not. So I can, I can make fun yeah, of bald people because I am but you're, one of them. But, well, but you're BBC. What's that? Bald by choice. Oh, I thought that was a British Broadcasting Company. Well, that too. But you are a man who has chosen to go with the uh, clean-shaven look. And, by the way, if you want to go to our website, twoguysmike.com, not two guys and a mic, but twoguysmike.com, or the talkzone.com website, you can see the big dog in full regalia. And you can also see why we do uh, Internet Talk Radio yes. instead of webcam, which, which we thought about doing, but we really no. do not want to destroy yep. any of our listenership no. by actually putting us so you can see us. You look at the two pictures on the website, clearly. Clearly, you can write off our television career. <laughs> but we're hoping the Internet and or the radio thing work. Dave Olson, our producer here. We're working at the thetalkzone.com out of the Chicago area. Our debut show, again, will be with you from uh, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock Central Time, Monday through Friday, each and every day. So a new program here. We hope you can listen in and um, spread the word to other people so we can get some listenership here. We much, much appreciate your tuning into our debut show. You can email us at Mike2Guys, M-I-C number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. And again, our phone number here, 888-463-6748. Real quick before a break, Big Dog, other games yesterday in football uh, and NFL football. We'll get to college football a little bit too. Indy Colts, 18 in San Francisco, 14. Pretty good game there. we got to throw some kudos out, by the way, to a... Rookie NFL coach Jim Caldwell quietly doing a heck of a job with the Colts. Uh, you know what, though? If there's any job that a, a rookie head coach was going to go in and have success, it was going to be uh, the Indianapolis Colts job, especially when you take a guy that was already on the staff. Yeah. All the players, especially the most important ones, including Peyton Manning, were like, hire this guy. If there's any team for a, a guy to come in and, and look good as a coach, it would be that one, and especially a guy that was already there. Peyton Manning the is hand, not going to let – like the the coach lose control of the team. You, you, you know, there's a few teams that you just look at and you know nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that, but on the other side of it, there's a little bit of pressure on the guy. Tony Dungy, he had the Super Bowl, and a little bit of a legend in NFL football leaves the team. Now the pressure's on you. Really, there's basically only one way to go, and that is down. Sometimes those are the toughest jobs. you got a winning program, and you got to keep it winning, so to his credit – he has not messed up. He's kept the uh, winning going, and you can't do much better than 7-0 and in your rookie debut start, I think. I heard one of our fine uh, NFL announcers say that's as good a uh, tied for the best start for a really? first-year coach in NFL history. Uh, really, at, at 6-0 and or 7-0 and so far this year? There's, yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, who did who they tie with? Just wondering as, as a rookie. Just just wondering, throwing it out there. Because it was the first time they said, I thought it was the first time ever. So mm-hmm. I was I was hoping to know if there was somebody else out there. Mike Singletary Love starting to wear off in San Francisco, still keeping that ball club competitive though. Yeah, yeah, that, they're in a little bit different situation. We were talking about where he where Mike Singletary came in in the middle of last year compared to what mm-hmm. uh, Caldwell came into with uh, the Indianapolis Colts this uh, this year. Uh, you know, most times coaches like uh, Tony Dungy don't leave a situation like that. I mean. If you were the coach of the Colts, could you have stepped away from that? I know you've been there a while. He was a head coach for about 12 years, the the Bucks and with the Colts. But mm-hmm. 
with as much talent as they had and as much you automatically almost win 10 wins with Peyton Manning. I mean, you're 10 and 6, bingo, and then if you can figure out a couple other ways to steal a couple wins, you end up 13 and 3 or something. That'd be a hard, that'd be a hard job to walk away from, coach. No question. No question. Fell about Philadelphia Eagles knocking off the New York Giants. The, uh, Wheels have fallen off just a little bit for the Giants. A lot of people had them in the Super Bowl this year. Not so much right now. Three losses in a row. The Eagles, who had about as bad a down moment as you can get. They lost to Oakland early in the season, right? Yeah, they lost 13-9. They didn't score a touchdown to Oakland. And uh, Jamarcus Russell looked horrible, which was a really big upgrade for them. You know, so... <laughs> I mean, that was really the, that was as bad as Philadelphia. That's as bad as any team that's good has looked this year is when Philly lost to Oakland. But they turned it around and they have been the last couple of weeks, but yesterday's, uh, victory over the Giants, 40 to 17, indicating that, over uh, Over at halftime, by the way. Andy Reid and company, we are back. The Eagles need to be watched out for. Yeah, the, the Eagles are, uh, the, the epitome of, a uh, of the college team that plays to their level of competition. That's uh, that's so far what the Eagles have been this season. Great battle between two of the lowly teams in the NFL. I know a great fan like you were watching, Big Dog, the Rams. The St. Louis Rams battled the Lions 17-10. to Somebody had to win, and it was your St. Louis Rams. This will prove, I remember saying last year, I was like, I know the Detroit Lions are winless, but I was like, I'm telling you, the 1-15 Rams or 2-14 Rams were worse than the Lions. I was like, and they'll prove it in, in 09. And I was looking pretty good until yesterday. The Rams go on the road and win in Detroit. And could you imagine the, the Tuesday or the Wednesday speech for both these coaches? The preparation, like, listen, guys, this is probably the only win we're going to be able to have a chance to have all season. And they're saying the same thing over there. Mm-hmm. So, listen, we do not want to lose this game because if you lose to them, we're really going to look bad. So could we, like, be the 30th best team in the NFL, not the 32nd? I mean, how, do, how does a coach get the guys motivated right, throughout guys. the week? All right, all right, hands in the middle. Who's going to win? We yeah. are not the worst team. Let's go. Ready? One, two, three. Yeah, you know, because, you know, if the, if the Rams are taking on the Patriots, you know, be like, hey, nobody gives us a chance. Right. Let's stay in there and fight. But, you know, you're going into a game. Mm-hmm. No one cares about this game. The only reason why anybody cares about this game is because the loser's going to look like an absolute clown. So let's not look like clowns if we lose. It's, it's a strange way to get these guys fired up. Is that typical? 17 game losing streak. 17 Ooh. game regular season losing streak over. It's all over for the St. Louis Ram. Congratulations to them. They might not be. Those two teams might not have been battling for the worst in NFL football. We here in the Chicago area, you know, our Bears are not good. Trust me, if you haven't watched them, they, they are not a good football yeah, team. They're definitely overrated nationally. I hear people say, oh, they got a good defense no. and a good quarterback. No, yeah. they don't. Yeah. They truly really don't. good. Two words, if you could break down the Chicago Bears right now, not good. But the team they played yesterday. They're abysmal. That might be the worst team I've seen in a long time, especially on the offensive side of the football. The Cleveland Browns lose 30-6 to six to the Bears, and the Bears stunk. Yeah, the Bears did not play a good football game not yesterday. Not on offense, at least. Yeah, and and next thing you know, they end up you know winning 30-6. to six. They scored 30 points. Luckily for them, Charles Tillman had an interception return for a touchdown. And luckily for them, there was about nine uh, personal foul penalties on the Browns hitting Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. That, that was the beating Jay Cutler took yesterday was... It was bad, by the way. He showed me a little bit, even getting up, especially when he bit through his tongue. Yeah, that that was that was a bit grotesque. You don't normally see that in a football game every single day. And by the way, do I feel bad for him? Absolutely not. It's called a mouthpiece. See, I didn't see that because he, I was the one. I get to go to one game a year. My good friend, okay. uh, listener here on the TalkZone.com, Smith, Barney, Steve, inviting me to the game yesterday. We appreciate that, but I did not get to see on TV. They showed a replay of that, and you could see a little. Uh, Tongage, a little bloodage on the tongage? Yeah, and he bit through it. Oof. 
He bit uh, he bit his tongue really bad. There was a lot of blood coming and out they of his were, mouth. They were they were getting some close ups. Yeah, yeah. So he he's getting coached up on the sideline. Oh no, I wouldn't say he's getting coached up because no one the, the the Chicago Bears and their offensive coordinators and Pep Hamilton. He he had his off he had his offensive coach speaking to him. It's the best way for me to say. <laughs> and, and one of the trainers, he is talking to this guy and a guy over on the side. Cutler's got his tongue out. As, as far as he could. And another guy has got a towel around his tongue, pinching his tongue. So he's listening to one guy, like, nodding his head, and mm-hmm. another guy on his side is holding his tongue with a towel. Did his, not, you, not your typical sideline moment that you have in the NFL at that point. Not your typical sideline moment you really want to see if you're at home. Especially you might be munching, you know, have a little lunch watching the ball game at 12 o'clock, tip ball, bears, and, and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, but was, was he was he yeah. not wearing a mouthpiece? No. Okay. And I don't understand, and I understand people or, co- or quarterbacks have to yell out signals. They have to give out the snap count and all that. But you can do that with a mouthpiece in. Believe it or not, this is 2009. They figured out mouthpieces that you can actually speak with, and you won't bite your tongue off if you actually get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. That was a personal foul, Ben. He took a shot yes. underneath the chin, and he could have lost his tongue. Yeah, after watching that entire game, and I'm glad I didn't see that up close and personal on television. It wasn't Thank that you bad. very much. It, it wasn't. It sounds a lot worse than it actually looked. It wasn't okay. all that bad. I'll take your word for it. But I, the, the game was about as bad as you can get. Yeah, it, it, let's put it this way: when the NFL Films makes its highlight uh, show for the year 2009, nothing from the Bear Browns. Go, I take that back. One play. There was really one good play in the entire game. Is it when the punter tackled Devin Hester? That was pretty good. As a diehard Bears fan, that was just, pretty good. I, I was, I, I was about time run, Devin. I was all yeah. excited. Next thing I know, the punter's bringing down that once the most explosive yeah. return guy ever. Well, he still looked pretty explosive. He, he got five, he three, did. four, five defenders, and then only the punter number fifteen. And he get tackled by a foreigner. But, <laughs> but he actually gave a little shake and bake to the left, a little juke yeah. to the left. The punter didn't buy it. No, he didn't. I know you're a football guy. Kept his hips squared, shoulders squared, stayed down low. He made a Watched good Devin Hester center yeah. of the body. Took him down nicely. It, done it, by wasn't, the punter. it wasn't a lucky tackle. He threw the arm out and he tripped, and everybody's like, "Oh, the punter got you." No, the punter form tackled Devin Hester. It was a tackle. The play I'm talking about: great interception by Daniel Manuel. Oh, that was a beautiful, beautiful that one. Was a yes. thing of beauty. The rest of the game was absolutely boredom. But uh, overall, pretty good week in NFL football. You want to talk about it? We're right here for you. It's your mid-morning break. Sports report. Two guys and a mic. 888-463-6748. We will take a quick break. When we're back. We'll talk some college football in addition. Back in a minute. and a mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. I like that guy. David Olson, our fine producer, is that, uh, who is that guy talking on the, our intro guy? Absolutely no idea. Absolutely no. I love absolutely no idea. He does a great job. Yeah, our voice guy is uh, Scotty Matthews. Scotty Matthews. 
The, we have a voice guy, Big Dog, on this show. Yeah, and I am not going to get upset that he 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 said it Joe Radwanski instead of Joel Radwanski. Really? You know, that's my biggest pet peeve, Coach. You know, I thought it was a silent L at the end of your night. Uh, well, sometimes it is. It all depends on if I've been winning or losing. I might gambling over the weekend is the best way for me to tell you if the L's. <laughs> yeah. I'm Joel this weekend is the best Beautiful. way for me to Well, well uh, Scotty, what's his, Scott, what's his last name? Matthews. Scotty Matthews. Tremendous job. I love the Heck lead yeah. in there. It's very good. At least somebody on this show sounds like a true professional. Big door, real quick, before we uh, get into some college football, uh, you over the weekend, for those that are not aware of the big dog, part of our adventures on this show or some of the adventures that you live each and every day. And I know uh, not just Halloween weekend, but every weekend for you is a moment of upheaval. Anything interesting happen? Well, it just so happens that uh, I have six people live in my house. Yes. And uh, the Asian guy that lives in my house, it's the United Nations. Okay. So uh, I have uh, a Muslim guy. Yep. I have a Mexican guy. Sounds good. I have an African-American guy. I have me, a white dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have an Asian guy and a white girl. Six a white people. girl? Yes. Five guys and a girl? Yes. And uh, Almost more fun radio show than two guys and a mic. Well, uh, the, the Asian guy, Russell... He, uh, turned, he, he, his 25th birthday, birthday was October 31st, uh, <laughs> Halloween. So we had a bash on Friday, the 30th for him. And, um, it, it got kind of ugly. We had, you know, we had kegs, all kinds of alcohol and stuff. And, uh, none of you are married. None of us are married. One person, two of us are dating. Okay. Each and, other? So other girls. Okay. Oh, not me. So personally. there's no in-house dating. There's no, no, there is a, the, the African American gentleman is, ah. is dating the, the Caucasian girl in ah. the house. Okay. I was hoping he was dating the Asian guy. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Russell is open hey. for anything. Close okay. living quarters, you know, things can happen. Winters in Chicago are extremely long. Luckily, it's a big house, coach. But their rooms are next to each other, so who knows? You never know. <laughs> uh, was this, uh, did, uh, was this by design? Did you purposely, like, recruit? It just People so happened. Multi- it just so happened that way, Coach. It, it, it's it's because you own funny. the place, right? Yeah, I do own the place. I do own the place. So and, and uh, you know, I cut the lawn. You know, and everybody gets upset that the the Mexican guy doesn't cut the lawn. But you know, mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, it ain't gonna happen that way. The, what does he do? Clean the pool? Ex- everybody expects me to actually clean the house because I'm Polish. You know, yes. a Polish house cleaner. So it, it's uh, the racial stereotypes that get thrown <laughs> around in this house. I mean, it's. I mean, they just keep going and going and going. But we did have a big party, and, okay. I, and I'm like trying to get into like uh, mm-hmm. acting and stuff, and I'm like in a pilot. So, so a bunch of actors came to the house and ah, actresses. It's outstanding. Well, one of my friends thought he was going to get some. Everything was working out right. The next thing I know, uh, he's like, you know, blah blah blah. Where is that girl I was talking to? And then like he goes to the bathroom. They didn't lock the door, and she and some other girl are in there with some guy. And let's just say going through an act that we can't actually say over air, but. <laughs> So this guy's birthday party, he thinks he's going to meet. He met a nice girl. Everything's good. And next thing you know, he sees her in the, in the throes of... Um, should have knocked on the bathroom door before going in. Yeah, without question. He yeah. should. People should lock it, too, by the way. So he, he went from thought he, you know, he found an angel to <laughs> seeing something he didn't need to see. So oh, poor kid. 25th goodness. birthday, he got scared you-know-what list. I knew things always happen over the weekend at your particular place. By the way, I must have uh, the invitation to me for that party must have got lost somewhere in our uh, vast Internet. Uh, coach, we weren't serving tofu and, you know, and hors d'oeuvres. I, I, I understand. Cause you can't go anywhere without your wife. Okay. You can handle what we like, you know, like we had like pizza yeah. and beer and we yeah, were doing yeah. shots don't, and don't stuff. Don't paint a bad impression on me. I'm not a tofu guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if we're going out with your wife, we'd have to have the hors d'oeuvres. We'd have to have actually somebody actually rent a band out and play mm-hmm. at the actual party. <laughs> we would actually have to put up Halloween decorations and that we were not about to do. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. 
83% of the people who live in the house are male, so we were not about to decorate anything. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's why you didn't actually get the invite. So no, no all offense. Right. All right. It sounds like good times, good times, and all is, uh, the house is still standing and all six people are still functioning. Hopefully, somewhat literally. No, well, not really, because uh, we did find Russell in the hallway, butt naked and sweating. Which guy's Russell again? The, the Asian birthday guy? guy. Yeah, the Asian the birthday. Asian guy. Yeah, it, it was. Is Russell listening right now? Because happy birthday, Russell is. He's he actually is a, an electronics person, and he's putting together like electronics right now, so he doesn't have time to listen. It's outstanding. But he said he's going to figure out a way to get us on the internet without mm-hmm. actually having a computer. He's like that coach. Beautiful. Well, we are on uh, the talkzone dot com. It's a brand new internet show. You can reach us via the phone eight 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 four six three sixty seven. 48, it's two guys in a mic. It's a little bit confusing, but our email, if you want to check in, is Mike2Guys, M-I-C, number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Real quick, Big Dog, college football on Saturday. I know we have a lot of fans out there following their local college football teams here in the Chicago area. We've tried to root for the Illinois Fighting Illini this year. And I've stuck through. I've stuck. I've been watching every game, Coach, and let me tell you, Saturday at about uh, 5.30 in the afternoon, I was an extremely happy person. Illinois destroys Michigan, and it all happens with this. It's 13-7 Michigan. Illinois is about to recover a fumble. They don't recover it, Coach. The next play, uh, a kid from Michigan gets the ball. He runs 77 yards for a touchdown on a pass play. But Terry Hawthorne, the number one receiver in the country last year, who's now playing corner. High school. Uh, high school. Receiver. High school. Well, is now playing corner as a freshman for mm-hmm. Illinois. He's going back to receiver next year. Makes a tackle at the one-yard line, but it was called a touchdown. They review it. They find out, no, he, he made the tackle. So Michigan has to go out there and force it in from the one-yard line. Uh, and first down, they stop him. Second down, they stop him. Third down, they stop him. Fourth down, they get in. But guess what? They review it again. They find out the kid was short. So Illinois gets a defensive stop. They still are only down 13-7 instead of 20-7. Four mm-hmm. plays later, they score, and then they go out and blow somebody out, which was Michigan. Uh, I know I told a, a lot there. But that play that Terry Hawthorne made, this freshman, Illinois has been getting destroyed all year. They haven't beat a Division One football team yet, an FBS team yet. And it, he could have just let that guy go, Coach. It wasn't mm-hmm. his responsibility. He chases down somebody else's man and makes that play. So, it, I mean, seriously, that kid, I absolutely love the kid. Now I'm the biggest Terry Hawthorne fan ever because and, it's it, it's easy to be a try when everything's going right. Yes. You know what I mean? Not it, just try, but in his case, go beyond. Because it looked yes. like automatic touchdown. Yes, yes. It's, yeah, it's right. It was beyond try. He yep. busted his butt and sprinted for 80 yards to catch somebody. And that's really a play that transcends Michigan-Illinois football. It's an example or in any situation when you are down. And like you said, it's easy to have great effort. When you're winning. Not so easy when things are going down. But sometimes for a program that's down, a company that's down, uh, any group, organization, you're suffering a little bit. Sometimes you just need that one little spark, that one thing that can happen. And that little play, which seemed somewhat insignificant at the time, it changed the whole aura around the Illinois Fighting Line. A great example for our young kids out there who might be listening. If they are, you shouldn't be listening because you should be in school right now. You definitely should be in school. There's nobody that has uh, November 2nd off. There's no particular holiday coming up whatsoever. Is there, Coach? Think any school? Well, there might be kids home sick from eating too much candy. We might have some of those listeners. Think any school teachers? Once they hear about our show, maybe we'll be uh, you know, turning our show on, maybe do a study hall, possibly a health physical education class. Uh, probably a detention Possibly. You know, if you have to serve detention from yeah. 10 to 11 Central Time, this is you probably previous, have to listen to us. Our previous show, uh, and you're well, unfortunately, well known in the Chicago area court system, but many of our judges would use our previous show as a form of community service, right? 
Well, you know what? Some people, some people were coming back. You can for clean more. Chicago Park for ten hours. You can go work at a senior citizen's house for ten hours, or you can listen to the uh, morning break radio show ten hours a week. That, that is actually a good way to get listenership. Is actually go into old people's homes and yes. just set the radios. But now yeah. we're just on the internet, so yes. that is a little bit more difficult. So our listenership with senior citizens might not right now be as good as it used to be because we, Dave, I don't know if you listen to the morning break show. We were very big with uh, kids under ten. And seniors like 65 and over. Breastfeeding moms were gigantic with Breastfeeding moms, too. a big, but the problem was that age 10 to 65, that was the area we need to work on, Big Dog. And our, now with our new show, hopefully, we will reach that vast audience. People who could only speak Russian was a major, major, <laughs> that's not, that's not yes. a joke. That was a major part of our, our of our program. Yeah, we time. always said, uh, if English was a second language of yours, our ratings were very high. Duh. The people who fully understand English, unfortunately, <laughs> Our program did not come off as well, but we're working yes. on it. It's our second show here now. We got to, you know, it's a new start. Everything fresh, will work. I do only hope, though, that our Rock of Gibraltar, our mainstay, the breastfeeding moms out there that every nine months would, as you said, succulate, succulate and listen to the morning break are now listening to the talkzone.com. That was always our greatest audience. Uh, it was, and hopefully. They'll continue. Hopefully they'll come over. We, sure we, we want to bring those, those moms sure with will. us. What better thing to, uh, you know, cover yourself up with a blanket, turn on the internet, and you have one hours of one hour of great mid morning sports radio. Yeah, and just to know that right now uh, a teat is being suckled right, makes the show easy. a lot take easier. Take it go easy. Either. Number one rank, real quick before we wind up the show. College football, Florida beats yes. Georgia. They're still number one. We had a change though, a brand new number two team. And I have no problem with Texas sliding in there because it really doesn't matter. You just want to be in the top three because Florida or uh, Alabama are going to knock each other off. Okay, or possibly LSU because LSU can sneak in. There. LSU is has a clear; they control their own destiny for the national championship. Believe it or not, all of a sudden they're back in the mix if they can get to the title game by beating uh, Alabama. But yeah, Texas deserves to be the number two team in the country right now, even though it really doesn't matter. Like I said, you got to be number three. Uh, but they have played extremely well, and Alabama is a great football team if you don't consider quarterback play. But all of a sudden, when you throw a quarterback play in there, you realize we should mention by the way Alabama. Had a bye. Yes. They didn't play. So they dropped the number three, but they haven't been that impressive in the last no, no, two no, weeks. Not, yeah, exactly. They have not been. As much as I've been riding the Bama bandwagon all season, they need to start playing a lot better. Yes. And then final comment real quick on college football. We'll bring it up tomorrow again. We'll be back at you Monday through Friday now. Don't forget to tell a friend, 10 to 11 Central Time on the TalkZone.com. Not just one day a week. We will be with you each and every weekday here on the TalkZone.com. But Big Dog, real quick. I can't remember a year when there has been uh, less of a front-running Heisman candidate. There really, there's a lot of they're, good they're, guys, but there's no one that has really stepped to the fore in the Heisman uh, candidacy. And we're pretty deep into the college football season. Yeah, there have been a couple of years like that, but yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. There's somebody is, you know what? It's, I was telling my buddies, is this going to happen where somebody just has one of those Heisman moments? Mm-hmm. It'll be on national television when everybody is watching, and we're all going to be like, all right, he's the favorite now. It's going to ha- I don't know what week it's going to be, but it's coming up soon. Any chance it'll be running back Scott Kincannon from my Northwestern Wildcat? Yes, Coach. Uh, the next week when he runs for <laughs> 700 yards in the game. If he doesn't do that, it's he's a long shot, okay? Right. If he doesn't almost double the Division One record Beautiful. okay, for yards big, in a game. Big Dog, it's great to be back in the air with you. We'll get better, folks. We're working through a few kinks here, but... 
We are going to be with you Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Thank you so much for joining us. Dave Olson, our producer, great job on day number one. Big Dog will do it again tomorrow with your permission. Uh, absolutely, Coach. Don't forget to listen in. And what's our phone number again that people can call? Remember this number. 888-463-6748. And check out our website, twoguysmike.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, everybody.